Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar podcast, media, audio, radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the bar? A little Sunshine State swing as we do every single uh, weekend. Looking back on the three NFL teams in the state of Florida, the Bucks, the Jags, the Finns. Bucks off this week. Going to look at the Dolphins and the Jags, and what, we got three playoff teams still in the state, don't we? So we're going to look at that. Also, uh, it was a big boy weekend in college football. The big boys benched, and now you're starting to see a little bit of separation. Starting to see a little bit of separation, not a ton, but a little bit. So, the, you know, pretenders, contenders, that type of stuff. So we're going to look at that as well. Also, baseball's postseason. Is it baseball bliss? You no, know, this is the second go-around of the wild card. And, you know, we had, what, two road teams, two home teams win. Oh, kind of like the NFL wild card, right? Two home, two road. And now we get into the division series. The Orioles are on the ropes. Kershaw got knocked around. Some ugliness. The Braves get beat by the Phillies in game one. So what we make of at least the first week of the Major League Baseball postseason. Again, Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. At Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram. Harp on Sports Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Harp on Sports, the Facebook page. Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. And of course, harponsports.com. Okay. Uh, college football. Big boys bench this weekend. It, it was. It was big boy benching this weekend. As Georgia, whatever, cocoon, slumber, whatever you want to call it, they just skull drag Kentucky. Like Kentucky drills Florida, you're like, oh man, can Kentucky compete with Georgia? No. So Georgia, East is done. I mean, yeah, I know Tennessee hosts them. Well, Tennessee, uh, come on. I, I don't know who comes within 10 points of them. I really don't. So looking at things from that perspective, Georgia flexed, Michigan Minnesota, Minnesota's probably a seven, eight win football team in in Michigan went in there and just drilled them, just drilled them. And, you know, Wisconsin probably comes out of the West, but good gracious, Michigan and Ohio state and Penn state are so much better than anything else. Ohio state didn't look good in the first half, but they come on strong. So you get that. Now the PAC 12 is something we really didn't get to see a lot of. I mean, USC wins, UCLA comes back to win. And I, I, you know, Washington and Oregon is going to be the big boy this weekend. Of course, the Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma. Wow, Oklahoma, boomer sooner. So I, I look at all these things, and of course, Alabama. What Alabama does to Texas A&M, just Alabama's done. Alabama, oh my gosh, if they lose to Texas, they're done. What do they do? They beat Ole Miss. They beat A&M. And now they're setting up a clash with LSU. Winner's going to... I mean, look, even if LSU wins that, they still have a chance to stub their toe down the stretch here and be on the outside looking in because of the Ole Miss game. So Alabama's going to go back. Georgia's going to go back. And here we go. Here we go. And is this one of the better Alabama teams? No. It's one of the better jobs Nick Saban's done coaching, considering the talent and the structure that he has. So, again, college football big boys, they bench this weekend. All right, here we go. Here we go. Now, this weekend, you have USC Notre Dame in South Bend. Notre Dame now out, can start to throw some curveballs into this a little bit. By beating Southern Cal, they can open things up a little bit for one-loss teams around the country. Because if USC beats them, then you have this natural progression where 
all these undefeated Pac-12 teams are going to play each other. They're going to have a bunch of one-loss teams. If Notre Dame beats USC, you can see a way USC gets two losses and on the outside looking in. So Alabama are already, with all of a sudden, with one loss, looking around going, hey, man, where George at? We beat Georgia, we're going to be in the playoff, and they would be. Then the Pac- and the SEC still had a chance at a two-bid conference. Two weeks ago, it looked like no. Now, right back front and center. Same thing with the Big 12. Oklahoma beats Texas. If Texas turn around and beat Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship, there you go. Now, the Big 10 East is all sorts of craziness, where Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State could all end up beating each other. You could have three teams with one loss. One of them is going to go to the Big 10 championship game and just drill who comes out of, out of the West. This is starting to, you know, I, wow. This is, again, it's it's not chaotic. It's just there's so many good teams out there that don't have a second loss. They could end up with only one loss. Notre Dame out of it now. So who's the other team out there that's been hovering for a month with a loss? Well, it's been Bama. LSU picked up their second loss outside looking in now. Pac-12, Utah's got a loss, but then you have USC, right? Oregon, Washington, one of those teams will have a loss this weekend. Now, Texas has a loss. Alabama needed Texas to keep winning. Texas loses, but Texas can avenge that. So, again, this weekend, you have the big one out west, and then you start to get into the other Ohio State, Penn State type of things that start to come up here in the next few weeks. You're going to have a monster. I went through and looked at this. There's a monster game in each of the next five weeks. A monster game starting with this past weekend with Oklahoma, Texas. Next weekend, it's Washington, Oregon. Following weekend, it's Penn State, Ohio State. You're going to start to get these monster one-offs, one after another after another. you got North Carolina, Florida State coming up, right? you just got these big ones. They're, all white. Come on, they're the undefeated teams in the ACC. You're starting to get these big ones, one after another after another. Louisville all of a sudden undefeated going, hey, what about us? We're halfway through the year. We're unbeaten. When do you start to take them serious? Seriously, when do you start to take Louisville seriously? So, again, the big boys flex this weekend, though, is what it was. Just when everybody thought, oh, man, this could end up crazy and unforeseen teams. All of a sudden, the big guys just come along and go, come here, here we are. Here we are. Oklahoma goes, uh, Big 12 goes through us. Alabama, Georgia, hey, baby. Each of these divisions go through us. They do. Notre Dame's out. Ohio State, hey, hey, man. Maryland undefeated still goes through us. All the up-and-comers got smacked. They did. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes from here. But through half the season, what do we know? I mean, next week will be the Michael Penix show, won't it? Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, the winner of that game. If whoever balls out, they may both. I Right there in the Heisman race, Michael Penix Jr. can be the front runner. Caleb Williams goes into Notre Dame. Here you go. Now you're going to start. Guys are going to start to lose the Heisman race. Maybe not win it, but start to lose it. So there you go. All right, well, we'll pivot from that into this. NFL, Bucks on the bye, so Sunshine State swing as we do uh, every weekend here on the bar. The Finns, look, after getting thumped by the Bills last week in Buffalo, they return home, they take on the flea bag in the Giants, and they win. They did what they were supposed to do. And the Dolphins, you look at the Dolphins' schedule, the Dolphins' schedule, it look, probably should win 12, 13 games based on this schedule. Their late, late December is really rough, but this is what they have coming up. You ready for this? Here's what the Dolphins have. By the way, I give them credit for winning when they needed to win, but three of their wins are against the Patriots, Broncos, and Giants. Other wins against who? The Chargers. 
coming up this weekend, they take on the Owen five Panthers. So the dolphins are going to be sitting there at what four and one, five and one. And then is where it starts to get interesting. Cause they go to Philly. They host the pa- Patriots. Then they host the chiefs. So the dolphins probably going to be six and two when they host the Kansas city chiefs. Why is that important? There's where you start to get into your tiebreakers. They have a chance to avenge the bills. But when you start to get into these tiebreakers with these teams coming up that are interconference teams, it starts to become important. I'm going to get to the Jags in a second. That's why it was so important for the Bills to beat the the Jags to beat the Bills because now down the line, you know, you could have a situation where the Jags end up being a two seed or a three seed over the Bills because they beat them head to head. So the Jags stockpile wins against bad teams. That's what the Dolphins need to do. If the Dolphins go through, and I was looking at their schedule, and beat all the teams that they should beat, do their due diligence and take care of business at home, they're probably going to finish the season 13 and 4, 12 and 5. Probably 13 and 4, 12 and 5 is where the Dolphins are going to end up. Philly at home, or Philly on the road, Kansas City at home, the, the schedule comes to Miami. It really, really does. Now, is 13 and 4 enough to be the one seed? Probably not. That Chiefs game's big. The Chiefs game's actually more important than the Eagles game. Because if they beat the Chiefs, then all of a sudden, let's say they beat the Chiefs, so they're sitting there at 7-2 and two after the Kansas City game. Then all the Dolphins are looking around going, hold the tiebreaker against two. Hold it against the Chiefs. we got a chance to beat the Bills and hold it against them. Uh, Jaguars, what, what? see, you start to play that game. Seriously, start to play that game in the AFC. And I know, I know the Colts and the Jags are playing coming up this weekend, but Gardner Minshew, I, I get it, but I don't see anybody in the West beating the Chiefs. And... All of a sudden, you look at the AFC East, and that's ugly. The AFC North, I shouldn't say the AFC East is ugly. It's, it, it's Buffalo and, and Miami, but the AFC North, what, what? the Bills, the Ravens, the Steelers, the, the Browns, whoever wins that division. It, look, the Bills or the Dolphins, one of those teams is going to be a division winner, going to host. Chiefs, division winner, going to host. Then what? Jags, division winner, going to host. So as you look around, it just that's why it's important. Whoever, if the Dolphins win that division, they got a chance to be a one or a two or a three seed. And whoever's not ends up being one. Which you end up going to the weakest division. So the, right now it looks like the Bills Dolphins loser. Whoever loses that division ends up where at Pittsburgh at Baltimore type of deal. So there's where we are at least in structure wise, and, and that's why with the Dolphins winning, taking care of business against the Giants, Giants are any good? They beat them. Good for them. But next week, Dolphins are going to be again. After they take care of business against the lowly Panthers, they're going to be sitting there five and one, and then they go to Philly. If you're a legit Super Bowl contender, Miami, you'll go up there and beat them, or at least push them. All right. From that to this, the Jags. Look, a couple weeks ago, the Jags lose to the Chiefs. They lose to the Texans in what was probably their most winnable game of the year at home against the Texans. What do they do? Back to back weeks, they go and they beat the Falcons in London. They beat the Bills in London. They get back on track. Now sitting here at three and two, they host the Colts who they're tied in first place with the division and they already have a win against them. You sweep the Colts and you got a game lead on them and then you're up to the rest of that division doesn't look better. I mean, the Titans are struggling and I, I guess the Texans looks better, but the Texans give one away today. So I, I structure this and I, and I look at this from at least the Jags perspective, the Jags can really take a stranglehold on the AFC South this weekend. By beating the Bills, they put themselves in position to hold a tiebreaker. They don't hold the tiebreaker against the Chiefs should they win. And all of a sudden, you look around, you're like, okay, sitting there at 3-2, and beat the Colts 4-2. You can really take a stranglehold on the division. Really grab it. And after that, it gets tough. That's why. 
This game against the Colts at TIA Bank's big. Why? Because after that, back-to-back road games at the Saints, at the Steelers, followed by a home game against the 49ers. That's a, tr- that's a tough stretch for the Jags. It's a tough stretch. At the Saints, all of a sudden, at the Steelers, home to the Niners. That's why that game against the Colts is big. Because if you drop that game against the Colts, you're 3-3 three three with back-to-back road games and maybe the best team in the NFL coming to your joint. So the Jags got their work cut out for them after this week against the Colts. They should beat the Colts at home. They really, really should. And again, you look at Trevor Lawrence and Etienne and, and the job that they've done. They have, they've righted the ship. They, they got punched. They got back up. And that's what good teams do. And they were a playoff team last year, playoff team that won a playoff game last year. And they looked to be, and we thought they were going to be the best team in this division. They figured it out. You know, the Chiefs had an ugly loss at home to start the year. They've won four in a row since then. That Lions team looks pretty good. You, you get ugly losses in, in this league. Games you don't see coming. Oh my God, how did this just happen? How did we lose this? What did we, we sleep at the wheel? What happened here? Buffalo had an ugly loss to the Jets. Now you could, I don't know if it's an ugly loss to the Jags. The Jags have been in London for two weeks. The Bills have been there a couple days. Jags were more ready. Not that that matters because you still get beat, but the Bills get to come back and right the ship. The Bills have a rough schedule. They're kind of tough. Kind of tough. So there's where we are. And again, Bucks didn't play. Bucks have a big game with the Lions. And we saw the Bucks struggle against the Eagles, a Super Bowl contender, maybe the Super Bowl favorite. Them are the Niners, right? Struggle with them at home. And now they get another division leader at home. The Bucks leading the AFC or the NFC South going, hey man, we're legit. We're a playoff team. Oh, okay, but are you a playoff team that's going to contend? Or are you just going to be the four seed if you win this division, waiting for the Eagles Cowboys division loser to pick you off at home. We'll find out. That's what's on the slate this upcoming weekend when it comes to this. But overall, again, the Bucks leading their division, the Jags leading their division, and now the Dolphins leading their division. All three Florida teams in the NFL, all three leading their divisions as we hit the second week of October. Who's most likely to win their division? Probably the Jaguars. Who's the next most likely? Probably the Bucks. Dolphins, just because Dolphins have to deal with the Bills. Although of those three teams, I don't know if Miami, Miami's probably the best right now, yeah. But the Jags beating the Bills, they've got a win under their belt that the Dolphins just don't. Dolphins are going to have a chance at that coming up with the Eagles and the Niners in the next month. So we'll see what they do. Overall, when it comes to the NFL, you know, what do we say at this point? <laughs> we know who the heavy hitters are. And, you know, I... I shouldn't say there's any real shocks out there. I mean, the Giants and the Vikings, two teams that made the playoffs last year, awful. The wheels have come off those buses. The Bucks are a little bit of a surprise. The Steelers being above 500 a little bit. The job that Gardner mentioned is doing as a backup to have the Colts above 500. They're 3-1 and one since losing to the Jags to start the season. Did the Bengals finally get back on track? See a lot of questions like, the Lions? Lions look good. Now... They did it against one of the other flea bags in the NFL, the Carolina Panthers, but Lions look good. They really do. Really, really, really do. Um, and, of course, the Bears get off the snide this week as well. All right. So pivoting from that to this, wrapping up a little Major League Baseball. The postseason so far, I thought it's been – I think it's been very good. Now, you know, you get four sweeps in the opening series. Not ideal. By any stretch of the imagination, two road teams, two home teams win. The Phillies, look, the Marlins were not quite ready for it. The Rays, to get beat the way they get beat and how they got beat at home, 
how ugly that was. And look, yeah, but then the Rangers just take off and go to Baltimore and just blitz the Orioles a couple times. So you look at what the Rangers did to the Rays, and all of a sudden they go do the exact same thing to the Orioles. It's like, Jesus, Rangers win four games in five, six days. And then you look at everything else. I, and I went through in each of these division series, and now that we're in each of these, you know, or actually went through the wild card series into the division series, one name stands out to me in each of these series, and this person will define this series. One of them's not even a player. One of them's a manager. The Phillies Brave series, it's Bryce Harper series. Bryce Harper hits the big home run in game one. Look, if Bryce Harper wills the Phillies to a win here, I think it's going to be tough to beat Philly. It is. It's going to be tough to beat the Phillies, especially four times in seven days the way they hit, the way they pitch. Uh, you know, so that, that series, the Bryce Harper series now. Dodgers, Diamondbacks, well, now it needs to become the Freddie Freeman, the rest of these guys' series, but Kershaw getting, you know, lit up. And Clayton Kershaw had some question marks in the past about his postseason, you know, performances. The COVID year, he was pretty good, but last year struggled a little bit. This year, just drilled, what, six runs in a third of an inning. This goes five. Do you bring him back if you're Dave Roberts for a game five? Do you bring him back? What do you do with him? So, you know, the the Diamondbacks Dodgers series now Betts and Freeman, I, I get they're going to have to get them back into it, but it's the Kershaw collapse again. Um, the Rangers owes nothing. I mean, the players are there. Seager and those guys are there, but to me, the Bruce Bochy, Bruce Bochy wins three world series with the giants, man. He gets the Rangers there and gets the Rangers to a world series and wins the sucker. Bruce Bo- Bochy's a hall of famer anyway, but wow. what that would mean. Think about that, what that would mean. And then the Twins and the Astros, this is also kind of one of those things, but isn't this the Carlos Correa series now with what he does Sunday night to his former squad? To me, Jose Altuve is still the most dangerous guy in the postseason, just based on track record and past success. But now as this thing shifts to Minnesota, this is Carlos Correa series, isn't it? And the fact when he's what tying David Ortiz for most RBIs in postseason history, now Carlos Correa is... Starting to climb that postseason ladder in terms of extremely dangerous human being as well. So the Twins O, Astros, it's Correa series. Uh, Rangers O's, boy, the O's. Wow. 100 win team to get dumped like that twice and I'll have to go to Texas and win one. It's a Bruce Bochy series. Diamondbacks, Dodgers, Kershaw collapse and Phillies Braves. Is it finally Harper's hit list time? Is it finally Bryce Harper's time? That's how I look at those series going forward. What do I think happens? I. I think the Phils Dodgers or the Phils Brave Series winner still wins the World Series. But I have the I had the Braves beating the Phils. I had the you know I had the Braves beating the Dodgers. And in the, in the American League, what did I have? I had the Astros over the Orioles. Boy, you, you could have Twins Rangers, Phillies Diamondbacks, Phillies Diamondbacks Rangers Twins. What's baseball? Again, the best case scenario here, the Phillies Braves series. I mean, if the Phillies with Bryce Harper and that stardom, I, the Braves had a great year, but the Phillies, either of those teams are fine. Baseball needs the Dodgers to find a way to beat the Diamondbacks. Orioles, Rangers, Baltimore is such a good story, but I don't know how much that matters. And then the Astros twins, Astros for the villain factor. Decent postseason. I know t- some people are upset because – you know, you win all these games, and then all of a sudden you're down two to nothing. Well, it can happen in any series. It happens in the NBA. 
happens in any series. You win, you win, you win all these games, you get to the postseason, and there you go. So, got to win in the postseason, man. But baseball postseason, been pretty solid so far. Good, solid pitching. Defense, we haven't seen other than guys get lit up. Seen starters, it's been a little weird. I wonder when we start to get to the point where starters start to get yanked. We've seen starters go five, six innings. Verlander, oh, forgot about Verlander in the Astros game one. Wow. Imagine if he pitches them back to that. I still like the Astros over the Twins. Rangers are going to beat the Orioles now. Diamondbacks, Dodgers. I still like the Dodgers in that series. And the Braves and Phillies. You still say the Braves. But we'll see. We'll see. Harpon Sports, the bar podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram, Harpon Sports. Of course, auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harpon Sports, the Facebook page, Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel. Of course, HarponSports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.